12-pack radio. Get excited, y'all. Welcome back, everyone, to 12-pack radio, your podcast source for Pac-12 football news. We are a sharp college football podcast. Fools, Rob. We're such fools. We didn't talk at all about Stanford versus Sacramento State. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we like? There, there wasn't a line. There wasn't a line. Uh, clearly, if there had been a line, we'd have been at Sacramento State because you know right. it's, it's the game of the uh, the, right. the unhooked couple that, that had been forced to, to meet each other at a party. Um, this week's this week was weird, and like like most weeks where you don't have a lot of marquee games, there's going to be some that pop up. Obviously, we have Colorado, Colorado State, um, Stanford lost to an FCS school. We had. Um, uh, I, th- I think we we saw um, the full uh, and operational force of the Death Star at Michigan State uh, for for Washington's passing yeah. offense. Well, what jumped out for you? Let's, let's talk general, and then let's get into these games. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm really good. I'm. I mean, I think the general impression, you know, uh, across the conference. I thought the conference, like for the most part, this week, like if you were going to like. It wasn't an impressive. I mean, this wasn't like the greatest slate of opponents across college football in general this week. So that's not. It wasn't just the Pac-12 that was <laughs> playing playing a ho hum yeah. schedule. Um, I was impressed that the conference like w- got went out there and like took care of business. Like, and and some of them did it <clears throat> quite emphatically, of course, right? You know, like Washington, of course, sticks out. Like, I mean, look, Michigan State is uh, was not a good team to begin with. And then, you know, the controversy with Mel Tucker, not great. Um, but, like, Oregon went out and, like, you know, what did they need to do? They needed to absolutely hammer Hawaii. They did that, right? Like, Oregon State, like, Oregon State seems like a team that, like, they feel a bit like a python. Like, they're, like, with their defense, like, they are just going to constrict the life out of you. <laughs> you know, like, they're yeah. going to do maybe a little more than enough on offense. I think it's unfair to just be like, they're just going to do barely enough on offense. I don't think that's the case. Like, um, no. but yeah. it does like, they feel like, uh, God, they feel like Utah almost <laughs> right now. Oh, I would, I would push back a little on that. I, I think the front seven no. looks great. I mean, they made that running game look stupid. Yeah. Um, for well, San Diego state doesn't they, have a great offense, was- I, but what I mean though is like, what I mean is that they have a, better than average offense and that they like are one of the few teams in the pac 12 who can, you can hang your hat on their defense, right? Like and count on them to show up. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. I think that's fair. I, the, the one thing that that game reminded me, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, but it reminded me a little bit of the Washington Boise state game where there were some, there were some guys in the seam that either the ball fell through their hand or that quarterback just totally yeah. mis, misfired. Like I counted four of them. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just putting a, a little bit of a warning flag there because, I mean, obviously Oregon State's going to go up and get some baller. For, and we just saw, like, we get yet again another week of quarterbacks just, like, doing basically whatever they wanted on offense. So, but but I do think that, I, I think you're, I agree in the sense that that defense is much more, that that, that concrete is much more solid yeah. in terms of, of where they are compared to some of these other teams that I'm just, I just don't quite, I want to see it, right. right? I think we've seen enough of Oregon State. I think that that's that's probably where I'm at with them. I mean, I got to be honest. Like, I thought. I mean, while we talk about like taking care of business, and of course Stanford and ASU, just <laughs> like they're clearly oh, like, yeah. they're clearly not any good this season. Um, man, Cal, uh, 
squeaked, squeaked. <laughs> I mean, like it was not an impressive outing against Idaho, right? Um, you know, like it, it was. I mean, I think if like, and when you dive in a little bit into that box score, uh, like Idaho maybe should have won that game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Idaho, Idaho was minus three on turnovers in that game, um, and they didn't outgain Cal by a lot. Uh, but they did outgain them <laughs> in that game. <laughs> and like that, like Cal feels like a team to me that um, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm real interested to see what happens to them this week and what they look like. Yeah. I'm, I'm following North Texas. Like, uh, like I'm a private investigator because that game, that 58 yeah. points, everybody goes, Oh, Cal, right. Cal's offense. Um, you know, North Texas gave up 46 points to FIU and 37 points to Louisiana Tech. Yeah. So, and 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 we still have our founding father Samuel L. Jackson, right. uh, you know, up there doing 50% completion rate. So, I, I think a lot of the worries that Cal had about that quarterback in camp, I think, I think it, th- that team. This is this is that week where I'm like locked and loaded. Like we, we before we started. Uh, recording, I was talking about like the chicken crap bookie that I work with that doesn't post lines until like Monday night. And, like, so he lets them all get ironed oh, yeah. in, into place. Where, um, I, I think I have a pretty good handle on most of these yeah. teams now. And as we go into conference season, the, the good thing is a lot of the teams that we have, you, the, the transfer portal certainly has, has mixed things around like a snow globe and everything kind of falls down. But there's really only a couple teams that are fully, that were kind of fully baked, you know, they were still baking. Um, obviously Colorado, uh, ASU, Stanford. I think we know what all three of those teams are. And then the two, the three teams that were kind of in that murky middle for me was Cal because they had some interesting transfers right. coming to that and program. Of all. And yeah. then, that's right. Yeah. You have finally, you know, they, they, they make the move on the, uh, offensive coordinator. And then what, what is Cam Ward with the new offensive coordinator? And what was DJU? And I, I think after four games, like, or three games, I think we kind of, I think we've seen right. them. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get these. Well, what else jumped out for you from like a general standpoint here? Like anything that, that really popped? I mean, I thought, I mean, like there were, I mean, there are a lot of FCS games <laughs> in this past <laughs> slate. Right. And so it's sort of like, I, I think it's like, and I, I, I want to call it like, it's just hard to evaluate, right? Like it's hard to evaluate what you really got. The one thing is like when things don't go, like, I mean, Cal passed for like 114 yards against an FCS team. Like that's yeah. where you go to get right. That's where you go to get reps, to get your passing game right before you get to conference play. And they're like, Nope, we are going to run the ball down their throat. And they did. And that's fine. But they need reps. Like they, they need to throw the, they need to establish some sort of passing game and rhythm for Jackson at all. Um, and the fact that they couldn't do that, I think is like a really big worry. And I think really too, I mean, I think if you're looking across the conference right now, I don't know that any defense has faced an offense like they're going to face in conference play this season. Um, and so I think we've seen improvement from Washington. I think we've seen improvement for USC. This is showing up in beta rank right now. Like, you know, they're each ready right now profiling at about 20 spots higher than they finished last season. Um, that's good, right? But man, how much, I mean, how much of this is real and how much of this yeah. is like small sample, right? Like how, what's going to happen when the rubber hits the road 
And like for Washington, we're not going to find out. They get Cal. <laughs> so like, now, yeah. unless unless they flunk the test and flunk the Cal test, right? <laughs> but that is like, I, I'm excited because we are suddenly going to get to start to see some of these defenses, which I don't, I don't have questions about a lot of these offenses, right? Like, I mean, I think a lot of these yeah. offenses are going to be just fine. It is, where are these defenses? You know, like, and, and, and maybe like, maybe I, you can talk me into like, Hey, I do need to see Cam Ward and still, like, I, I feel like there's some, there's some good there and I think they're better. And I think he's better in this system. I still want to see a little more data. Um, I think it's still yeah. fair to say, like, I want to see a little more. I want to see DJU and they're a little more pressed than they've been, um, you know, but like, that's it. Like, I, I got to see, uh, I need to see Washington and USC and, you know, Oregon's like, we're going to, I think we're like, look, even without Travis Hunter, I think we're going to get an idea of where Oregon's defense maybe sets right, you know, in this game. Cause like, man, Sanders is legit. Like that guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, and like, I don't want to like, I mean, we'll get into it. I don't want that. I don't want this. Like, I mean, I like the Colorado show is fascinating, interesting, all of that. Um, I think it is an amazing comeback and a disappointing showing against a pretty poor team all in one, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it is a whole of the above, right? Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, you, you, you went to a double overtime with a team that Washington state housed, right? Yeah. I, I, I think another big picture uh, data point for me was if you're looking at win totals, right? You basically shift Colorado with ASU. Yeah. Like ASU is really bad. Yeah. And, and th- look, there are a lot of injuries, okay get it i understand but like i mean oh oh jader shot is out oh no you know that, that's kind of like for me it, it didn't really matter um if, whether rashada was out or not it's the fact that that team isn't very good and they're thin everywhere so it, for me it was more the offensive yeah, when you line and then the bowl, lineman, like, i was like oh they're dead like oh my gosh. unsurprisingly yeah. how many quarterbacks got hurt in that game yeah, I double dipped in there too. Like, just I, I went back to the well with ASU uh, a, a second time that week when I saw the the injury report, uh, and then obviously Stanford. I mean, Stanford's really bad. So, yeah. um, I think that it's funny because the conference numbers are probably similar to where they were preseason. It's just different teams attached to where where those teams were where, where we thought preseason. So that's interesting. Um, I'm trying to get like any, anything else uh, on my end that jumped out. I'm just trying to uh, look through one more time with the box scores. I mean, I think I think that's basically it um, uh, on on my end. You know, it's so funny that like basic the bummer is I wish there was a better team that everybody played besides San Diego State because it's like the same team every year. Right. Like they can't play offense. so You can't gauge the defense and their defense is pretty good, but it's not elite. I mean, like it's been it's had a couple of elite years, but it's an OK defense. So you're just kind of going, ah, oh, man, I wish I wish there was a team that was a little bit more. Uh, vibrant, right? That you can you can measure success against. I mean, all in all, um, it was like a. I mean, the the entire non conference slate. I mean, and look, like yeah, TCU took a step back. That's going to happen, you know. Um, Florida, like Lord knows what Florida even is, right? Um, but like, I think overall, it just was not. It was not the most amazing of non conference slates, and. The Pac-12 managed to, uh, they, they managed to, like, if it was like a pass, like, it, it's like a pass-fail almost, like, they passed. Uh, but yeah. I don't, like, 
there was no defining there's no defining performances like there were some that gave you question extra questions at oregon texas tech you know like that kind of thing yeah B- baylor utah <laughs> and um but i don't think like you don't come i don't think we came out of it feeling like we know anything more than like Colorado, like Colorado is a lot better than we expected. ASU and Stanford are a lot worse than we expected. Cal, uh, people, there was a lot of like national media that was like pushing the, like, Oh, I'm, I'm Cal curious this year. You know, like this narrative of like, I think, um, one of the guys on split zone duo, was kind of saying that. And there were like a couple people like, they were like, Oh, I, I mean, particularly after the week one game that were like, what about Cal? And, um, yeah, I I I think that's trending in a very wrong direction. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but I also think, like, I mean, I think that like with some of the teams that we talked about as like dark horses coming into this year, like UCLA and Oregon. I mean, Oregon State. Everyone talked about the dark horse. We talked about UCLA, right? Um, yeah, I think are really fun, and I think they still have some questions that we're about to find out some answers to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, let's get into it. So we're going to we're going to review every game from last week. We're going to preview every game for uh, for the upcoming week. First week of the first week of the last year of conference play, uh, which is really sad and super excited at the same time. Let's get to it. it like I, I almost feel like right, never mind. I was never mind. Like, this is a live show. I can't cut out jokes where I'm not quite certain if they're going to land or not. So let's get, get into this right after this. <laughs> All right, we're back. We're talking Pac-12 football. We're going to go through, if you again, if you're listening to this first time, we um, we look at games that are moving forward. Like it, We look at games in the upcoming week, and then we break down how those teams did in the previous week. So um, the first game we have is 4 o'clock p.m. on the Pac-12 network. Arizona is going to take on Stanford. They go to the farm. Arizona is a 9.5-point favorite. One of my frustrations, uh, Rob, is the movement of these lines. They dropped, and a lot of them were kind of dumb. And they're quickly moving where to, to where I think they are. So uh, this game had initially opened at Arizona as an eight-point favorite. Now, the difference between eight and, and 9.5, not a ton. I mean, obviously, you get those field goals. like if, if you know, But it's not a, a giant key number, but it is significant movement in this line. Let's talk about, let's talk about Arizona first and, and what they were able to do um, against UTEP, a team that I'm under I'm, – I'm, I, I did pretty well this past week um, – I took Arizona. Um, I'm not certain if UTEP really cares this year. It just seems like they're kind of uh, fall. I'm I'm just interested to see if they're falling apart. Um, you know, Arizona beat them 31 to uh, I think it was 31 to seven, or 31 to 10. Um, I mean, Jade Delora went back to his old ways in a good way, right? We had good Jaden Delora, not bad Jaden Delora. Um, Arizona was able to get the ball done uh, on the ground. I mean, look, this offense is good, and I think they played a bad team. But like you mentioned, they took care of business. You know, what, what jumped out for you in this game? Yeah, I mean, I thought like, UTEP is a really bad football team. I mean, without a doubt, um, you know, and I don't I mean, it's tough because like I don't know that Arizona like had a an amazing performance in this game. They ran the football really well um, in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really helped Delora, you know, himself contributed, you know, on a couple long scrambles. Um, they didn't turn the ball over. And that really helped. I just, I mean, UTEP, UTEP got smacked around by Northwestern. Like this is a horrible football team. I think what was, I mean, what was sort of surprising for Arizona, I think was, and, and maybe like the big takeaway, uh, 
for them like as is watching like watching what happened to Mississippi State from LSU this week like that Mississippi State offense is not good um oh yeah you know and that's probably like the biggest like the biggest sort of like oh things that have happened in the past like what should we talk about with Arizona is like I'm still like I think this defense has improved like the by how much of course is another question still right um and then I think I mean, and, and like I said, like, I think they did a really good job in this game um, for the most part, you know, in, in both on the defensive side of the football, um, although, you know, Hardison and we talked about it a little bit coming into this game, you know, is a, is a pretty good quarterback, um, you know, and he, you know, he threw for some yards in this game, you know, and then, I mean, his backup had a really good, really good short showing against Arizona's backups. Um, but Arizona's run defense was good. Not that, you know, UTEP can really run the football that well. I mean, like Arizona came out and did exactly, there wasn't like an A, it wasn't an A plus performance. It was a, you know, B plus performance from them. I thought they did what they needed to do. Yeah. The takeaway for me is that this isn't, this isn't that year two team under fish where they're going to win three games and like, you know, they're going to try really hard, but they just don't have the talent. I think that there's clearly an upgrade in talent. We already know what the offense is. I agree with you. I think the defense is better, but I'm still not sold. Like, I mean, I know who's on this team. I'm looking at the roster. I still don't trust the defensive coordinator. And I don't think they've faced a good, a good offense so far. It's been NAU. It's been a really bad uh, Mississippi State offense, like you mentioned, that was just 100% committed to not using the tools that they actually had and recruited for right. in UTEP. So, you know, let's. Uh, I'm, I'm still a little worried about what they're able to bring to the table. Um, when we face the game coming forward, when we were looking at Stanford, I don't think it matters. I think, I think it's actually the story is more on what is Arizona bringing to the table because I don't think Stanford's bringing anything to the table right now. Um, I... Because they've uh, Arizona already made a uh, a replacement uh, at linebacker, so they 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 punted one of their starting linebackers and then replaced them with somebody that I didn't think was really that good. Uh, I still think the secondary is shaky, right? They're relying on that Cal Poly transfer, and he's fine, but like I mean, they they lost their they they lost Christian Rowan Wallace, so like yeah. I want to see somebody that can throw the ball against this team because I think it's going to be the same old Arizona defense, but probably twenty percent better, right? Um, but still, like th- that's a team that I think can get to a bowl. Uh, you know, anything else jump out in this game for you? No, no. I mean, I look. I mean, like you said, like you said, like I th- I think they I think they found something with justin flow in run defense like i think he's yeah. like a heat-seeking missile there um and i think the defensive linemen are doing enough to keep him clean and keep manu clean if he's healthy but i i don't think i think flow is a bit of a liability in coverage uh, yeah, yeah. any Oregon fan Oregon fans are like yes like yeah. nodding their head yeah I just don't I mean like <laughs> he's a guy that has like just bananas physical ability and just i think struggles to <clears throat> struggles to slow down and like think through what you need to do and cut. I mean, like pass coverage is complex, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's part of what makes defense fun these days. Um, so I, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think there's some positives, but you know, i like the only like, in this game too, like it just comes down as like, if Delora doesn't throw four interceptions, they should be fine. Right. Like maybe five yep. Stanford's that bad. <laughs> They're not double-digit favorites yet, and then we flip over to what Stanford did, right? Sacramento State 30, Stanford 23. 
Um, we had we had two quarterbacks in here, Ashton Daniels and then Justin Lampson, the guy that ended up stepping in during the USC game, although I think there was three quarterbacks in that game. I was yelling and tearing my hair out as it was happening. So <laughs> and the sound was off, but I'm like, oh my gosh. Look, th- this is a problem. 279 yards given up through the air, 169 given up through uh, uh, on the ground, and Sacramento State had two interceptions and Stanford still lost this game. I mean, that is a problem. Yeah. Now, now Stanford threw two picks, which I'm expecting from these quarterbacks. I mean, I just I just think that I don't think these quarterbacks are good. The interesting thing to me was EJ Smith finally made his his real return, right? He I haven't really seen a lot of him in the first couple games. Um, nine yards, 71 or nine carries, 71 yards. I mean, Stanford was able to rush this, but um, and, and then I'll take a step back, but six sacks and six tackles for loss allowed to Sacramento State. Like this is a problem. Like this team could be one of the worst teams in in big uh, whatever you call it, power five football. Yeah. I mean, look, Sacramento State's a good FCS team, like a really good FCS team. However, like they lost their head coach, right? Like there are questions. <laughs> like things you should know. Um I yeah, like this is this is real. I mean, Stanford could be horrendous this like i mean this this feels like year zero for them um under troy taylor i think that there were like momentary like oh it maybe it just turns out hawaii is not very good um you know there were moments of like hey maybe stanford's competent and like that those are gone right like getting getting waxed the way they did um by you know a team by you know uh, an FCS team, right? Like, I mean, Caden Bennett from Sacramento State like threw the ball all over the place on them. Um, I mean, and even with two picks, Stanford, you know, like couldn't slow him down a ton. Um, you know, EJ Smith ran the ball pretty well, but like that was about about the only bright spot on this team. I mean, like as you said, like the fact that they gave up so much pressure is like hugely troubling for them. Yeah. I know, I know they had a chance to win the game at the end. So like, and look, to be frank on my end, I didn't watch this game. It's an FCS game. I'm, I'm just more taking a peek at the box score, knowing what I saw in the last couple of games with Stanford. So I just like, you know, mo- most of these games we, we do try to get an eye on, but um, I mean, just taking a look at what Stanford has done so far and like this, this result doesn't surprise me. And when you take a look at who they're playing coming up, like Arizona has a good offense. Like they're yeah. legitimately good on the ground and through the air. So I mean, th- this is a problem for for I think this like this line has moved a point and a half. But let's compare these teams because I'm like I'm very confident in terms of Arizona beating beating Stanford by more than ten points. I think they're significantly better than Stanford, even on the road. And look, I know everybody's like, oh, the farm, nobody's there. Like the farm, like they still Stanford still wins at the farm. Yeah. Like, they have taken advantage of of that that stadium. It's quiet and it's weird, and that's like part of the not it's not charming, but it's part of the it's part of the advantage I think for Stanford when they're playing there. Yeah, I mean, and I just I like I said, like you to your point, like Arizona's got a good offense. I'm not sure about the defense. However, Stanford just got punched in the mouth by an FCS defense. So I don't know. Like Arizona's probably got better talent than that. Um it this this feels like a game Arizona should mostly have their way with. Um and that's pretty telling. Because like I th- I think I would put like Arizona on like the very tail end of like actual competent functional football teams in the conference <laughs> like 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 the last of them in the conference like if you're going to rank them like arizona's probably the last one like the, it's the one antelope that gets caught by the tiger yeah, yeah, you know, like, obviously, like, the slow, <laughs> like clearly the slowest in the herd right um but the fact that like i think i, I think arizona could win 
could win this pretty like walk like it, the only thing that should slow them down is like Delora doing Delora things. Yeah. I mean, aside from turnovers, is there any like situation? I mean, just looking at what Stanford has, I guess they could. I mean, what I would expect in this game is for them to try to run the ball as much as humanly possible. Yeah. But I don't think their offensive line is really that good. No. So it's just it's they have a talented running back and a blah offensive line. And I do think Arizona's front seven. I was kind of dumping on them a little bit, but I do think Bill Norton is a little better. Um, they lost major pieces, so uh, it, it is. I think the one thing to keep a look at, I'm going to take Arizona this game, but like the thing that yeah. worries, the, the one thing that I will look for is how many yards does Stanford get in this game? And is Arizona's run defense still garbage? Because it was last year. So I, I think it's better. And to your point, yeah. I think Flo being good on run defense, like I think you can stick him there and just dare the quarterbacks to throw at him because they're not very <laughs> right. good. Um, so I, I I think this all leans towards Arizona having all the the significant matchup advantages, and I'll, I'll take Arizona. I'll, I'll absolutely lay the points. Yeah, I mean, send flow on like you know, leave him as a you know green dog, basically. Like let him blitz, like let him blitz, like limit his like limit what he has to think about, right? Like just leave him with man coverage, basically all the time on a running back, <laughs> and if the running back stays in the block, like let him blitz, like pretty simple. Yeah, who are you taking? Uh, what's the line again? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. I'm taking Arizona versus that. Yeah, I think they try to step on the gas too. Like I just, I just think Arizona wants to go, and and I think fish, uh, not in a jerk way, but I, I do think that they they keep that train going until like midway in the fourth quarter, and then they they take the foot off the gas. Um, and, and like I do think, I think, just one thing that I don't know if this is true or not, but it was just something they kept. I maybe even projecting. I think a lot of coaches liked David Shaw. And I yeah. think that at the end of his tenure, there was some like respect of just kind of, all right, you know, we already beat him. Let's just, you know, let's, let's, you know, let's not, right. uh, let's not pile on because, you know, this is a good guy. Uh, so a little bit different now. Next game, 1230 PM on ABC. Gosh, I'm so excited for this game. Colorado, <laughs> uh, come into, uh, come into Eugene, into Autzen Stadium. They are a 20 and a half point favorite. I'm sorry, 20 and a half point dog on the road against Oregon. Uh, the the big news here is I was so pissed about that shot that Colorado, uh, I mean, that player should be suspended for five games for what he did to Travis Hunter. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you didn't watch it, so Hunter's out, going to be out for about two weeks. The ball is well over his head. It had already landed, and a Colorado uh, uh, state player just cheap shot at him in the chest at full speed. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. Like, look, this guy has. You can say what you want about Sanders, um, but Colorado State was the team that talked the trash this time. Like, I thought that was the interesting yeah. part, where it's like Colorado State came out and they had like five personal fouls. They were playing mean. They were playing angry. Um, and it was their coach was the one that started all this stuff. Like yeah. they, they came out as if like, as if Dion was just trashing Colorado state the whole time, um, which was not the case, but, uh, 20, 20.5. 20. I, I was looking forward to this game because I thought this game, Rob was the one where we would be able to step on the gas against Colorado. Um, but the line opened pretty big. I mean, Oregon 20 and a half is a lot for a team that could move the ball. And we've seen Oregon play against teams that can move the ball. It doesn't always work out super well. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the interesting things in this game is like Oregon's defense right now is sitting at 38 in beta rank. It's a little improved over where they were last year. Obviously, like Colorado, there's just way, too, I mean, just way too much preseason weight in there still to get a really good read on them. Yeah. Um, but that said, like, I, oh man, like Colorado's defense is not good. Like, they got, no, like, they no. got, they got absolutely, like, Listen, like uh, Hal Mummy's kid is the offensive coordinator for Colorado State. Like they run the air raid, like the like the 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 pretty regular one, right? Like and, and there's some wrinkles into it and everything. Like Colorado was burned all the time by mesh in that game. Like you just see that cr- like that crosser underneath, like that crosser underneath that they kept oh, hitting Lord for big Almighty. yards. They're just running mesh. Yep. Like that's like bread and butter air raid, and Colorado just could not catch up to it. Um, not that I think Oregon's going to like show up and be like, Hey, you know what? Like, let's just do mesh. Um, but I do think that like Oregon's got better weapons at wide receiver, um, for Knicks, I think this season. Um, and I think Knicks is playing really well. Like, I don't think their offensive line is quite gelled yet this, uh, so far. Um, but this, this Colorado defense is like, that feels like trouble. Cause like, look, Colorado state, if they didn't shoot themselves in the foot, yeah, would have won this game. Like it was like four turnovers. I mean, four turnovers, four. 168 yards in, or was it 180 some yards? Like, uh, like almost, I mean, a, a well over 150 yards in penalties. Let's put it that way. And just yeah. so, um, and then like not going for it on fourth and two. I mean, like they hadn't run the ball well, that's not their bread and butter, but like not going for it on fourth and two, not going for two and overtime. Not going for two. Oh my God. Um, I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, just so many opportunities to just completely salt that game away. Um, and I just like, I don't think, I don't think Colorado's faced anybody with a really good offense yet. Um, and I think they're going to like, I mean, I know just think like they're absolutely going to. And I like Colorado's used to being that team that can just like show up and their offense is clearly the most talented on the field. Um, and Sanders is really good and you're just yep. able to like either you just know that like <laughs> they believe they could just show up and score. Um, no, they didn't quite do that against Colorado state, but they like, they were able to like, I mean, they were able to like to put Stanford in a bind. Right. And like TCU just eventually couldn't keep up with the pace. Like this is going to be different. Like, can you keep up with Oregon the way Oregon is going to score in this game in all likelihood that I, that's a, like, I'm interested to see that for Colorado. Right. Cause like, I, I, I do think Sanders, I think their wide receivers are pretty good. I think their offensive line is questionable. I'm not sure Sanders is as mobile as you'd like. He was limping a bit and slowed down from a hit in the Colorado state game. Um, yeah. I mean like, Again, like I think, like if you're a Colorado fan, like rush the field. Who cares, man? Like it's a rival. Uh, you know, like yeah, they. Oh yeah, I wasn't bothered by it. Like, like, whatever. They should do it every game they win. Why not? Like just lean right, into like, it. Yeah. You know? I mean, like <laughs> how long? Like how long is it since they had any fun in Boulder? Like what are you guys doing being the scolds? Well, well, outside of right, football, like, I mean, like, like, I mean, like but <laughs> right, like how, like since football was fun in Boulder, a very long time. Um, so like yeah, I would say just. I mean, I, what I think for like Colorado with this game is like, yeah, like celebrate that. Like, but this was, this was not a good measuring stick for this Colorado team. They can't like, you came away with like, 
Well, they're several sizes smaller than you thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, all of the things like I want Colorado to succeed. And I think like we've talked about it, it, it's this bizarre polarizing thing. Like I think the, the most, uh, response we've gotten is from Colorado fans that are like, Oh, you're not covering us the way that you cover other teams. And like, no, I like, I want, I want, there are, there are clear deficiencies in this team. This game showed it, right? I was on Colorado. I thought they'd smoke Colorado state. They didn't, um, look, they, they gave up. Sanders Sanders is the like Sanders is legit good and four sacks nine tackles for a loss like he was on the run against Colorado State now he's got to face you know I'm, I'm I don't think that um, Oregon has a world beating defensive line but it's better than Colorado State's and it's one of the better ones in the Pac-12 that he'll likely face he's going to be on the run um, they can't run the ball so this is going to be a one-dimensional offense that's going up against a front seven that knows that yeah um, and has all the resources available to figure out how do you stop this um at the same time i mean like still going through this game i mean if you take a look like edwards didn't get running right we've talked about them not being able to run we've talked about that offensive line being bad um and we've talked about the defense being bad and here it is bang 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 now they have a lot of strengths and i think this game is fascinating because when you take a look at oregon who just whacks the heck out of of, of hawaii and thank you rob by the way for talking me into uh, t- taking the points rather than laying them in terms of what they were able to do against uh, uh hawaii i mean like they could have scored 80 points in that game but yeah. they, they kind of ended up not um so i i didn't get i didn't take a lot from oregon's win over hawaii uh, but we should talk about it. I mean, is there, is there anything that jumped out for you before we go into matchups here? I mean, like we just talked about, Hawaii is not very good. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, I mean, there's not much to say. Like, Oregon got whatever they wanted, right? Like, it was just, like, practice reps for the most part. They put up 24 points in the first quarter. Like, it was clearly over, and they just kept scoring. Like, Ty Thompson was 4 of 6 with a touchdown, right? Like, you know, things went well. Bucky Irving was you know, every everyone was good. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and every <laughs> a good time was had. I, by I all. mean, except for Hawaii. Every, like no one, no one on Hawaii <laughs> had any fun, but everyone else did. Um, yeah, I just like I don't like this was one of those ones where like I like if you were when you're playing a bad team, Oregon showed up and like what's the like the great teams cover like great teams cover like they covered you know like and like emphatically. Like they showed up and showed that Hawaii had no business on as in the same field as them, no business on the same field as their backups. Like that's I don't know. I mean, like beyond that, like I mean, like what, like like this game was like garbage time in the first quarter. <laughs> like, yeah, twenty four point. I mean, this was like the U. This was USC Stanford basically. Yeah. Um, and then when you flip it and you take a look at the defense, I mean, like like we mentioned, it's it's hard to break down a, a ton of this stuff because why is bad, but 142 yards allowed in the air. That's what you want to see. Right. Only 59 yards on the ground. There were some sacks mixed in there. I mean, they're not running the ball a ton, but that's what you want to see. I mean, I think Oregon is what it is, which is probably uh, like you mentioned, an improved defense. Um, I don't, but we don't know how improved. And then when you when you met when you, this is a bummer for me because I'm fascinated to see. I wanted to see Travis Hunter in here um, because I wanted to see Sanders and Hunter in that that passing offense. I still think Colorado's passing offense is going to be good. The question is, how many points can they score? Because they are going to give up fifty to to uh, Oregon. I mean, I think that's a given. Right. And it's so twenty points. Can they put up thirty? I think they can. Like I, I, I. But the problem is, if they're one dimensional with a really smart defensive coordinator and a smart defensive staff. That that's worrisome to me because because they're they 
Colorado is not going to run the ball in this game at all. And Oregon's going to do whatever it wants. Right. <laughs> so, right. So, I don't know. Help me through this, Rob, because it's, it's, I wanted I wanted to take the points because 20 and a half is a lot for a team that can score. Right. Uh, but I don't think, I mean, I don't think TCU's, de- I mean, like, I think Oregon's defense is, I mean, here's my thing. I, they looked, they struggled a bit. Like, they couldn't run the ball very well against CSU. Now, they could throw it, right? <clears throat> but mm-hmm. I worry about Sanders surviving this whole game, right? Like, that, like, I, I don't think they're, I don't think their offensive line is good. Um, and I think they're going to, like, I think Colorado is going to, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm taking Oregon in this game. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, it is a huge line, but I think Oregon is going to be able to score almost at will against this defense. Um, and I think this offensive line and like Sanders, Sanders being potentially hurt and not like he was limping around and maybe, maybe he's fine. Maybe it's a light ankle sprain or something like that. Maybe he's fine by game time, but Oh man, like I, if, if he's not fully mobile, um, it could be a really long day for them. And like, look, I don't think Oregon's defense is great by any stretch. I just don't know that we've seen like when the one time they've gotten a defense we think might be okay this year, I would say is Nebraska, mm-hmm. you know, but Nebraska's offense was so bad. Their, their defense was just in huge holes, right? Like, yeah. And like Colorado's going to have to drive the whole field. Almost every time, Oregon's just going to put up points. It's going to be the kind of pressure that I don't think they're—I don't think that they're quite ready to face. Like that kind of thing, where it's like that—that that part's tough. Like when your defense is just uh, just a folding chair that is completely folded over, um, and you are forced to be perfect as a result offensively. Like that kind of pressure is really tough to be flawless. Oh man. I, I want to take the point so much. I do. But I, I think the better move here is probably whatever the over is or uh, team total on Oregon. Because I do think Oregon just does whatever they want. I mean, this this is going to be 7-7-7-7-7-7 over and over and over and over again. Um, dang it. 23. I'll, I'll take Oregon um, because it's one-dimensional. I, th- I think if they could have run a little bit more, I, I just think that this can get in a hole. There, I think there's two there's two other ways to play this. Like I, I'm not going to bet on this game. I'm just uh, picking it for the. But if you were an actual game, I think it's 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 possibly the over and see what that number is. See what the team total is. The other thing is alt line. Like there is a world where this is like a 40 point win for Oregon, um, or or you, like I, I think that's that's more likely than not likely in this game in terms of if if Oregon wins, they will win by more than 20. Right? They're going to win by like 30. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's an interesting, like, t- take a look at that. So, all right, I'll, t- I'll, I'll lay the points. I actually had set this at 17 initially, but with, with Hunter and just like the, this pace is going to be weird, right? Because they're going to be in a hole early and often. And I think that's where problems happen. So I'll lay them. Okay. Next game coming up. I love, I love that we can actually break these down a little bit more, Rob, because we have fewer games, right? This is, this is, this is where yes. we, start. um, <laughs> At the same time, what's the deal with this dueling Pac-12 games at 1230? This is the world we live in, Rob. Everything sucks. Everything's terrible. 
Um, uh, first world problems, but but real problems. Come on now. Uh, 12.30 on Fox, UCLA, number 22, goes into Utah. This is the line I was so mad about because Circa opened this as Utah plus eight, and it has been bet down to Utah four and a yeah. half. And I, so a couple ca- caveats here. If Rising doesn't play, this game does not count. That's how important he is to Utah's offense. Like, I mean, it counts obviously in records, but for us, for us picking this, like, I don't want to pick this not knowing if Rising. I am going to assume that he's playing. I don't know Brett Brandt Keithy, so the way we're gonna, the way at least I'm gonna break this game down is, you know, is is with with full full straight up Cam Rising's in, and they're gonna do weird stuff, and UCLA's gonna have to catch up. Now, taking a look at the games, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to break down here, Rob, when it comes to what we saw on the field, right? Utah played Weber State and just sat on their face, basically. Um, Nate Johnson was the quarterback, whatever. Um, 31-7 for Utah. I, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to monologue on this. Like anything, anything you want to cover in terms of that game? No, no. I mean, it was just it was a it was an ugly game for Weber State. Like good game for Utah. Um, you know, and like they have, I mean, Lander Barton had a touchdown in it. Like, <laughs> I mean, like Nate Johnson was fine. Like he added 71 yards on the ground, which is what you need <coughs> with Nate Johnson in there. Um, the running game was mostly pretty good. They completely shut down Weber State's offense. Now Weber State is like a defensive first team yeah. in the FCS, um, but they completely shut him down. And that was the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Good game. I mean, it's what you want to see, yeah. right? Keep things vanilla. Let Nate Johnson run around and do stuff while Cam Rising gets another week to heal. Um, I'm with you. And then I was, this is such a stupid like UCLA played North Carolina Central. Yeah. And, and the only, I didn't know this school existed, save for the NCAA tournament, like in 2015 or something. Right. Like, so it's, I mean, like 59 to seven. Yeah. I think Ethan Garbers, Colin Schley was in this game. They were, they were like, I forget. There were some, a couple running backs. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like I'm opening the box score because I was like following this on Twitter as it was happening, but kind of like just more, more eye roll. Like 16 players basically got a carry in this game. Like it, it just, this is just a dumb. Yes. I, anything that jumps out for you? No, there's nothing. I mean, like the fact that they let Ethan Garbers come in and throw one pass just feels like Chip Kelly just like just completely screwing with people, like. Just you're, Why? Yeah. So you're just answer. There's nothing for you, right? Here. Like you know. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I say that though because this game's going to be awesome. Um, UCLA comes in as as a road dog. You know, uh, four and a half points. Utah will likely have their quarterback here. Let's 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 break down the matchup. What do the numbers say on 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 this? So Barrick's got this as number nine Utah against sixteen UCLA. Um, you know. Utah's offense comes in at number 20 overall. UCLA's defense comes in at number 34 right now. Um, like, again, like not a ton of data in up to this point. Um, but it's funny because like both of these defenses are a lot better at defending the run than they are the pass, like a lot better. Um, and right now, both of these offenses really rely on running the football. Utah's offense is at number 20 overall in beta rank. They're number five in effective rush, number 85 in effective pass. I mean, and without rising, like you absolutely see that. Like this is a terrible passing offense without rising. Um, and maybe without Keithy too. Like, I mean, rising, I think gives them some ability. Now UCLA's defense is at 22 in effective rush, 47 in effective pass. Um, you flip it around. 
you know, UCLA's offense is at number seven overall in beta rank. Utah's defense has crept up all the way up to number three overall. Now, they haven't played an outstanding schedule yet. Um, they're at number three in effective rush. In theory, number eight in effective pass, but they haven't played anybody that could throw the ball around at all against them yet. So we'll see. That's a little yeah. TBD on that number um, as we are still in the early season. UCLA's offense is at number two in effective rush, number 55 in effective pass. Like, I mean, like just talking about where these teams were last year, too. I mean, like UCLA's defense is clearly not I, I don't think they're going to finish in the 20s or 30s I do think they're a lot better than they were um, but I do think that it's still mostly driven by the front seven um, where I think they have decent talent um, and Utah's Utah you know like they I, I do feel like they can hang their hats still on that run defense and they largely were able to like in the way Tennessee absolutely was not able to shut down Florida's run game Um I'm super interested to see this UCLA rushing offense. Who, I mean, look, Chip Kelly has one of the best rushing offenses. I mean, and his run concepts are awesome and fun to see. Like, we're going to get, like, this is going to be great. Like, is this Utah run defense on it? Like, this is one of the premier matchups in the conference this season is this Utah run defense against this UCLA rush offense. Um, and in is, this, in is this wild card of, like, Dante Moore who could crack the game open, right? Like, I mean, because I don't, I still don't, I'm still not sold on Utah's pass defense. Um, I don't think Utah fans are either. I think they yeah. understand, like, just listening to some Utah podcasts, I think they, I, I think oh, they agree with you. with me last season that they were amazing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think their pass defense is great. Now, look, I don't, like, Dante Moore has not been asked to do much more than like hand the ball off and like take some shots, which is not a bad life, <laughs> but yeah. the, um, he's like, I don't think they're, I don't think UCLA is going to be able to just, I mean, now if they can, I'd be surprised, but like, I think, I mean like the matchup of like, you know, who's block, blocking Lander Barton, like, and trying to, you know, spring UCLA's rushing offense. Like, I think UCLA is going to have to be able to throw the ball up enough in this game to take some of the pressure off of the run game. Um, you flip it around and look, I mean, Utah should be able to put up points, but they have looked sclerotic on offense at times rising. I mean, how much rust does he have? Um, I was shocked when this line opened where it did. I was like like I've, as i'm sure everyone was was like i uh, just in awe that it was like i mean in theory it's one possession but it's more than more than seven points um for utah uh i i just i think that this ucla defense has some warts but i, I mean do you think that ucla utah's offense is set up to fully exploit these wards. That's what sort of like Nate John, like Nate Johnson is a wild card on his own. I mean, he's going to get like, and, and rising is too, if he's fully ready to go in mobile, they might need a running quarterback in here. Um, because without Keithy, like, I don't know. I mean, like I, I, I just, I'm still, I mean, some of it you could argue, I think is like without rising, they clearly don't have a good quarterback who can, who has the arm talent to get the ball around. Um, so if rising's in there, maybe it opens things up a bit more with the pass catchers. But like, what do you think this, do you think that this U, Utah offense like can get it, can like really get it going if they can't just run the ball for easy points? No, no, I don't. <laughs> like, <that's>, like <laughs> I, I mean, like, cause right. If you, if you go unit by unit, right. Um, 
I think the strength of UCLA's defense, if, if you want to use it, is the run defense. Yeah. I think the rushing offense of Utah is not as good as it's been in the past. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think Jaquindon Jackson is interesting and he's big and mobile and that kind of stuff. But I think past running backs have been better. And I wanted to see Utah step on the gas on the running game against Baylor. And they did not. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to go back into the, uh, the box score with their, I mean, look, Florida's rushing defense is probably pretty good, but 105 against, I, I just don't, I'm, I'm not as big of a, they're good. They're just right. not what we've expected. And then you got a rusty uh, quarterback, possibly. I don't know if Keithy's in this game. Um, I don't think their tight ends are as good as they've been in the past, right? So, like, what Utah did against USC um, with with <laughs> with their tight ends was just um, should be should be hung up in a museum somewhere because it was just uh, it was, was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> but they don't have that, right? You know, like I have I have uh, that tight end on my fantasy team right now um, in the NFL. But the, here's here's my worry, and and I, I'm going to take the points. I th- I think this game is probably low scoring ish, or UCLA like wins this by a decent amount. My worry with this though is that um, is that you have a freshman quarterback going into Salt Lake City, right? Like this is not numbers. What what is what is that what is that benefit, right? Like how does that impact the point spread? Like I would give it five points. Like I think that's how much it matters to go in. But I had UCL. I had UCLA winning this game by three. So if you're going to give me four and a half, like I got to take them and just trust that Kelly can keep things contained. But there is a world where, like like you said, right, freshman quarterback turnovers in Salt Lake. Like he's going to have to throw the ball. Can he yeah. actually get it to his wide receivers? That's the key to this game. Right. No, I mean that's like that on its own because I do think Utah's run defense is like salty enough that UCLA is not going to be able to show up and be like oh let's hand the ball off and like score some points fellas like they're going to have to and I like now look I don't think they're going to rely on the freshman in the way that like um, you know last season why is his name uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson like he was like a warrior at times last year like he had like even though they were still a rushing team he held in there like he was often like holding it in there until guys got open which sometimes took a while sometimes took a little while (laughs) (laughs) and so he had some games where he's like limping around taking shots like keeping him in the game um i think they're a little better than that and i think like i mean like i'm not saying more right now is better than thompson robinson as a college quarterback i don't think that's the case but i do think that I think they're a little better in the pass catching department. I think the offensive line is clearly pretty good so far. Um, although this will be far and away their most stout test. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I think this UCLA team is going to be able to get some points. And I, I actually think more, even if he has a turnover or two, I think he's going to hit a big play. Like, I think yeah. this Utah pass defense is not good. And I think... great. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I think that they can. I like. I think that they can. I think UCLA can run the ball enough to where Utah is not going to be able to provide extra help. Graham Mertz put up 333 yards against this this offense, right? Like that's that's the that. And I would argue that that Graham Mertz is a better quarterback now because he's like 35 years old, right? Than. UCLA's true freshman in Salt Lake City, 
But to your point, I think that Kelly's going to put shots on the board, and I think that Moore can hit those. Yeah. I think he's going to make mistakes, but yeah. Um, I'll take the points. I, I'm so excited about this game. I'm actually going to put real money on it. I think I actually already scooped this up at seven in a, in a pregame thing. So I, I just think this is, I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast. I think this is UCLA's year, and if they lose this Utah game, it is very much not their year, and I'm going to have to reassess. But, you know, got to stick to my guns, and I, I do think this is an interesting matchup for them, and I think they can bring it. Um, and you're, you're taking the points as well. Oh yeah. Give me the Bruins. Give me the Bruins. I couldn't believe I was like, what in the wide world would lead anyone to this line? Yeah. Yeah. And like in the past, I think the biggest problem on my end was, uh, it's funny. I was listening to this financial podcast and the guy's just really interesting. He's, he's funny. He's like, you have to respect the ocean, right? You know, just like, you're not as smart as you are all the time. Things are going to go up and down. And, um, and there's been some lines where I just, they stuck out and I said, you know what? I'm going to respect the ocean here. And I was, yeah. I should have just should have respected myself, Rob. I need a little bit more self-confidence here. So yeah. we'll, we'll find out if that, <laughs> what I feel like next week, but okay. So we're both on UCLA. We have three more games to break down. Let's get to them right after this. All right, we're back. Hipster game of the week. Absolutely. I'm so excited about this. Number 14, Oregon State. On the road, in the Palouse, against Washington State. Oregon State comes in as a two-and-a-half-point uh, road favorite, which was uh, – actually, I set this at two, so it was roundabouts where I thought it was going to be. And I think this line is super sharp, Rob. Like – these teams are pretty good. Um, I I watched the whole. Or, I mean, I've watched Oregon State twice now with DJU. Um, I watched the entire game against San Diego State, uh, which was interesting. Um, let's talk about let's talk about that game first, right? Um, Oregon State goes goes. Uh, well, they didn't go into San Diego State. They they hosted San Diego State, beat them twenty six to nine. Um, I mean, they they basically had this game in hand. They were up twelve to like zero in the first quarter and it was kind of basically they just sat on on san diego state um anything jump out to you in terms of the box score or just the the results of this game no i mean i just thought i mean look we know san diego state's offense is hot garbage um and oregon state largely showed up i mean look like um their quarterback had had some decent numbers like, like under the like under the hood but like they completely shut down the run game Right. And like, yeah. and I think, yep. I think when you look at like how they were able to completely shut down the run game, I think they basically dared San Diego state to try to beat them passing. Um, and we're willing to give up some plays in the passing game, probably to like, you know, knowing that San Diego state was going to whiff on some of them, that kind of thing. Like they just didn't have that kind of talent, which I think is the right, tra- like that's a pretty smart trade off. Right. Like, and, yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Like it obviously that worked. I, I mean, like, clearly, like, it is a, you, like, you're going to, if you're coming into this game, you're making the opposite bet, right? Like, we need to get, we need to be a nickel and we need to, like, at least nickel <coughs> coming into this one. And we're going to trade off to slow down the passing attack. I mean, I, like, I think, you know, and, and look, uh, you know, uh, DJU had a really good game minus, I mean, minus the two picks, like that's a little concerning, I think, but like, look, San Diego state has a pretty good defense, but the fact that like Oregon state against what San Diego state's calling card, and we'll see where they shake out this year has been defense. I thought that they like Oregon state ran the ball really well against, I mean, look, and, and UCLA did pretty well too against them. Like I, but I mean like San Diego state just, drew like two nearly identical offenses they're just like hey we're gonna run the ball like and there's <laughs> <Yeah>. nothing you can do <laughs> like i don't care what you do against other group of five teams we're gonna run the ball on you um 
but the fact that they were able to show up and do it right like i think they have a really good offensive line we talked about this ad nauseum this this feels so interesting to me because like i i i like yeah anyway like before we start like also before we get to break it down like i think my main takeaway is like oregon state showed up and did exactly what they needed to do they had some mistakes like dju definitely had some mistakes in this game um but i didn't see anything that would like shake my confidence on like on both sides of the ball they are a they're a good to very good football team like tbd like on whether we are good or very good you know yeah they move the ball through i mean like the number one takeaway was like damian martinez is good in the offensive line like we already knew that right that was that was basically okay um a couple things stood out to me. The first was uh, I didn't think uh, DJU had a great game. I mean, he was 50%. He missed some really open guys yeah. um, multiple times. But the one thing to keep in mind is San Diego State blitzed the tar out of yeah. him. Like they sent seven like constantly. And so he was right. And, and, and enough numbers to overwhelm the offensive line. I actually thought the game plan on defense was actually pretty smart. Um, and it was basically daring him to do things. And, uh, and, I wasn't as impressed. I, I think he's better than he showed in this game. Yeah. Um, he hit the passes that he needed to, but the the two picks, um, they didn't use him on the ground, which I think was smart. I mean, I think he had a couple of rushes, but it wasn't like, I think you're going to see more of that. Yeah. I thought this was a very conservative, mellow uh, game plan, minus throwing the, <laughs> right, minus throwing the touchdown to like the 300 pound right. like tackle. The I thought that was a good touch. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, and, and I think the thing, to, if you're going to flip it around in terms of Oregon State's defense, um, and we talked a little bit about this at the beginning, they um, this was very similar to that Boise State game where there were multiple there were multiple wide open passes. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm going to stay on offense real fast. The other thing that really jumped out to me a second time is like all their wide receivers. The other thing with DJU is he had like a like a 70 yard screen pass that went for you know he threw it to Bolden. Yeah. Um, or I forget who he threw it to. Um, anyway, uh, and or it was, it was forty yards, but it was a forty-yard like touchdown pass that was. I mean, he just like tossed it to the side. So I would almost subtract that from his numbers. So when you take a look at that, it's not as impressive. Yeah. Um, um, and their wide receivers are so small, like they are tiny, tiny. Um, any major play they got was play action to the tight end, basically. So I think you can just wipe out those wide receivers for the most part in this game. And that's interesting on the defensive size, open up in the seam. There was multiple drop passes, bad throwing. Like this game should have been like 26 to 14 or 26 to 20, probably, um, or 26, 17 is probably more of a fair assessment. So, um, I say that because Washington state is good. Um, you know, and let's take a look at what they were able to do. Um, you know, they played Northern Colorado, whatever, um, right. Uh, they beat him like 59 to, to zero. Um, so I get like, I mean, do you want, do you want to talk about that game or do you just want to go like straight, straight into the breakdown? I mean, we just go straight into the breakdown. I mean, like Northern Colorado and FCS team, like uh, Washington state has, I mean, the, I mean, the, they could, the one to hang their hat on is Wisconsin. And like the fact that they actually like lit up Colorado state, um, you know, for the most part, <laughs> like what they did to Northern Colorado, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Let, let's let's break it down. So what what do the numbers say here? Because this is this is a really good game. I'm yeah. so excited to watch this. So like, look, Oregon State's offense has been like creeping up this year. Um, right now they sit at 14 in beta rank, but we'll see. I mean, the the Beavers are number 12 overall. 
Um, Washington State's at number 43 overall in beta rank right now. I mean, really more suffering from like having beaten a Wisconsin team and needing some help with turnovers to do it. Um, and then beating, you know, beating a really bad Colorado State team. I mean, I do think Colorado, like Washington State looks better. We just haven't seen quite enough data yet to like really have it in. Um, Washington State's defense is it sits at 36. Um, and I and I think that's really good. Like they, but they're at 49 in effective rush versus 31 in effective pass right now. That's a little concerning, you know, the fact that they have, I mean, like, now look, they have played Wisconsin and Wisconsin's going to run the ball a bit, um, but you definitely are going to get one of the more, you know, sophisticated rushing attacks in college football. The Beavs are at number 12 in effective rush. They are up to number 35 in effective pass. Um, so that's a real positive sign, I think, for them, like we talked about, like t- taking the pressure off the run game. On the other side of the football, Oregon State right now sits at number one in effective rush. We'll see where that number shakes out. They're sitting at number 12 in effective pass. This defense, look, they haven't played anybody yet with a pulse on offense. This is going to be their first real game against somebody with a pulse on offense. Um, Now, Washington State is like, they're doing, like, this is like the full-on, full-split, like, Mike Leach days. They're number six in effective pass right now, 111 in effective rush. They're up to 28 on offense in beta rank. I mean, this is where, like, I think the the mystery of this game, to me, really is, is we have two units that we have not seen play anybody worth a lick yet. Um, And that is the Washington State offense, who had an okay, I mean, like, I don't want to, like, I think they did pretty well, but, like, they had an okay game in that Wisconsin game, right? Um, You know, like, they, you know, they... They didn't exactly like they were like they were plus three on turnovers in that game. Um, you know, Ward Ward was good, but you know, he was only he only had six point three yards per in that game. They are not gonna run the football very well. And they get no, a Beavers no, defense that when you flip it, like they haven't played anybody with a pulse on offense yet, right? And like that to me, like I mean, I think that I think I feel like I know what we're going to get on the Beavers offense, you know, against this Washington State defense. It's just going to come down to like how well the Cougs are able to like slow down the Beavers run game. I think that's probably the most critical point on that side of the ball. Um, If they're not able to without bringing extra guys into the box like that is that unlike last year is going to hurt them more. Right. Like Mm -hmm. the Beavers are going to be able to exploit that with DJU, I think. Plus, like DJU is also a run threat on his own. To your he's point, he's gonna run. He's gonna run at least five times. Like yeah. they're gonna do design runs, and it's gonna suck, Wazoo fans. Like yeah. he's gonna get twenty per, and it's you're just gonna rip your hair out. So just anticipate that. But like you flip it around, and like I mean, we talked about like I don't think the Beavs defense is as good as they were last yeah. year, but they still seem fairly competent, and like they have definitely shown up with good game plans and executed in their games to this point, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think the interesting thing is like where I think that they lost the most was in the secondary last year. And I think that that off of last year's team and like this is the game where we're going to get to see something because I do think Ward's better. Um, but I flip it around and like the only time we've seen Ward against somebody with the pulse was Wisconsin. And there he's better. He is better. 6.8 per with no running game right? Like you have to be impossibly efficient if you're going to be like, 
and he was 21 to 33. That's not efficient enough, actually. Um, you need to be like Gardner Minshew efficient if you have no, if you're only hitting 6.8 per attempt. Um, so that's interesting. Like, I guess it was like, that's what's sort of interesting to me to think about in this game is like, if we were going to talk about, um, you know, like the big question mark for me in this game, like the part that I, I feel like I don't have a good handle on because of the quality of the teams, these teams have played in non-con or how they performed against it is like, I just, I need to like, this is going to be a big tell for me on like Ward. It's going to be a tell for me on like, I think the Beavs, like, again, like, I think, I think both of these units are good. Are they, are either of them very good? Yeah, it's a good line. I, it really is. Cause I think it gives respect to Washington state. I, I, everything like you basically nailed it. So I don't want to repeat basically what you said. I think the one, I have two disagreements. And so, uh, the first would be, I don't, and maybe it's not disagreement. It's just more, I have more cynicism in the Oregon State defense in the secondary. I, I want to see it. And I don't know if Ward needs to be um, as efficient as you do. I think he needs to hit some open guys like that on those slants and like in the seams, because I've seen that in yeah. two games in a row where I'm like, that should have been six. That should have been six. That should have been six. And I think that that's there. Flipping it around, I think, uh, I think this is a, perfect game to test Yui Ungalale whether or not he can actually keep composed and win this game because Washington State isn't going to give it to him easy like I, I think that that front seven is going to pressure him and force him to throw the ball and I think he's going to get a couple turnovers um, yeah. and the fact that it's on the road in the pollute like this is just a tough game like and if you're an Oregon State fan and, and let's say Oregon State loses this game like don't beat yourself up like this is a real tough spot against a well-coached team I'm gonna. I would like to see this line go up to three before I I actually swoop in. I'm gonna take Washington State because it's at home, and I think Ward can put up enough points. But I am worried that they're not gonna run the ball. Spot on what could happen. So I'm for sure not betting on this game right now until unless I see a three on the board. And even then, I I don't know if I'm actually gonna come in and swoop because this was right where I right where I put it. Well, what about you? Oh man, I'm see. I'm going to take the beeves in this game, um, which feels like a leap of faith. <laughs> but you're right. I think this is a good line. Um, I just I the what we saw was against Wisconsin sort of scares me because like Colorado State's really bad, um, and yeah, like they look decent against Colorado, and I don't want to take away from that. But Colorado State's not a great team. Um, and I do think, I mean, and like sin and, and, you know, like, and what we like Northern Colorado is an FCS team and they're not actually a really good FCS team. Um, so I want to see, I still want to see what Ward can do. And I want to see like, cause like they could not run the ball against Wisconsin and they were not as efficient as they necessarily needed to be. And I don't think Oregon state's going to gift them three turnovers where, and where they don't turn. Like, I don't think, I don't think I'd be surprised if Washington state finished plus three on turnovers in this game. Woof. Yeah. Woof. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, this is by far like both of these teams are good and high quality teams. And, and I'm glad that they I'm glad that they're playing early so we can watch them while everybody's healthy. Uh, all right. We got a couple more games here. USC was off. Um, and so was Arizona State, basically, um, in terms of their loss to Fresno State. They lost twenty nine to zero. Uh, this was gross. Uh, Drew Pine was bad. 
Uh, Trent Burke, I, I didn't get eyes on this game, to be fair. Um, I, I was uh, at an event, and I had initially recorded it, and then I looked at the box score. And and before that, I looked at the injury report. So I think it's really important to mention that. Jaden Rashad is out for a number of weeks. They had two offensive linemen out. Like I, I think Ralph Amston was playing linebacker for them. Like It, it was it was a pretty rough rough lineup, All uh, you know, with all due respect to, to Ralph. You know, he, yeah. he tried his best. No, like it, it was just everybody was injured in this game. Um, and it, it showed, but also I think it showed a couple things. The first is that there's no depth on Arizona state. No. And when you, when you lean on the transfer portal, um, this is often what you get. If you can't stay healthy, um, Fresno state is a, a well coached team. Like obviously Tedford's back there. Um, and it showed like, I mean, 281 yards given through the air. Um, they didn't get a lot on the ground, so that's interesting. Although there was a minus sixty-five rush, which I, I need to go back and, and figure <laughs> out what on earth. Probably a fumble, and they 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 tackled it. I heard like a punt fumble uh, that or is something, bizarre. right? Like, <laughs> I, I think. Look, the takeaway for me: I've seen two Arizona State games now. Like, I think this team sucks. Like, I just do. I don't think they're very good. And um, um, I don't know. What, what did you think of the Fresno State game? Did you, did you have a chance to watch this one? No, I was like it was on late with Colorado, Colorado state. And like it was, and I was going to flip over, but then like Arizona state kept turning the ball over and having to roll out a new quarterback. And I was like, you know what? No, there's, there's nothing to see here. Right. Like this is, um, and look, I mean, I, I do want to call out, like when you turn the ball over eight times, like bad things are going to happen to you. <laughs> like very, like finishing minus eight on turnovers is astounding. Um, so I doubt ASU <laughs> turns the ball over eight times again, but that kind of thing will happen when you have no depth and you're playing guys that probably aren't at this level. And I think that's their problem. Um, right. Like they're, these guys are going to make big mistakes out there. Um, and I, I mean, some like, so yes, you have clearly, you don't have the right players. Clearly you don't have any players with enough time in the new system. Um, none of this is good. Like I just, I, I think is, yeah, there's the main, the main takeaway is like, to your point is like, this is, this is your zero and it, it might be your minus one for ASU. Yeah. My, my worry here is, uh, uh, Trent Bourquet. Um, I think he's, he's not great like he, he, he didn't have the physical tools but he's a smart quarterback yeah and he got injured yeah and so like one of the things to mention is you said the minus uh, the minus eight turnovers drew pine uh gave us four of them two interceptions two uh two drop fumbles uh, lost fumbles i mean that's that's pretty rough um so i don't know if Borgay is going to be in this game uh and if he's not that's a massive problem uh i i just i think he's like the only i mean they could run the ball right I don't think USC has that great of a defense, but I just, this is going to be real tough. And they, they face a USC team that's going to put up points very quickly and they're going to light this secondary up like a Christmas tree. Right. Um, and we don't have a lot to talk about. I mean, like anything else on ASU, I just, it's, it's sad. I'm like super sad about this because, you know, they get Dillingham. He's got some energy to him. I think he talks a little, he's a little mouthy for, for my, um, like if you're going to be mouthy, be like Dion where like, it's funny and creative. And right. I think he's just a little bit, he comes off as like an angry elf. I think uh, a little bit with, uh, Dillingham maybe cause it's just like so small, uh, or not like he's young and small. Like he's not a big, big, massive guy. Right. Um, this might get me in trouble. I'm sorry. <laughs> Live audio again, but that's just kind of where I'm at with him at this point. Uh, any, anything else to mention about ASU? No, no. I mean, there's just like this, this, and and this game, I think in particular feels like trouble for them because like 
they dug themselves a hole um, against Fresno. Like USC will just dig you a hole. <laughs> or, you know, like that offense, that offense will put you in a hole and then you'll just start making mistakes, you know? Yeah. And to be fair, I'm 5'11", well, you know, like 165, so I could be mouthy too. So I'm, I give off the same vibes. Uh, so looking at, you know, breaking down this game, the line is 32 and a half. I feel like this could be Stanford 2.0 where Alex Grinch needs to make a statement and he's basically telling his team no points in this game, like zero points. We are a good defense and he's che- right. Like it's the same. They're cheering on the sideline when they stop Stanford at fourth and, you know, fourth and five on the six yard, that, that kind of stuff. I think we see that. And I could see a scenario where USC drops another 60 burger and wins this game. And then we, and then we can finally bet against them in the next game. But like, I, I want, I'll lay the points. I think, I think USC is going to house ASU. I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, it's, I, the only thing that could keep this one close is that USC like loses focus. Cause they're like, Oh, these guys are terrible because they are <laughs> like, <Yeah>. right. Like, <laughs> right. <coughs> I'm not saying like there's a look ahead and we knew USC like had a pretty light schedule entering in, but like they basically get like, impossibly easy tune-ups to start off Pac-12 play like Stanford and then ASU right like um yeah that's right but I do think USC's offense is just dialed in and I think it's going to be so easy I think it's going to be so easy for these guys against this ASU defense and I think who's going to be like Drew Pine you know like yeah probably good luck Yikes. like bon voyage my friend like <laughs> the force be with you like any any blessings you want you're gonna need them um not because i like i just think that they're gonna be in such a hole it is gonna feel like i mean they're gonna have to drive they're gonna have long field all the time because usc is likely to score a lot um you know like the only thing that's gonna slow usc down is like how much miller moss plays yes actually that was that was gonna be my point as i was saying this i think the better (laughs) thank you for bringing that up i think the better play is first half because you're gonna get you're gonna get um, Williams the whole the whole first half, and he's gonna put up his Heisman numbers, and then that's what. And Miller Moss, like we we talked about this on the last podcast, I don't think he's good. I think he has one one uh, move, and it's throwing to the the freshman tight end. Um, and there is there is a world where ASU like kind of starts putting it together and puts some points on the second half. So I, I think the first half is the better move here. Um, possibly the USC team total if it's if it's lower. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye out for Miller Moss coming in and, and USC just kind of backing off after they're up 50 to, to six or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's a good call there. Uh, anything else in this game? No, this, this, this should be hideous. Like, I mean, if you're a USC fan, like, I mean, this should feel like a ticker tape parade, right? Like just, you know, like this is all like, you know, this is one of those ones where you get to be like, Oh, we trashed power five team. And you're like, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, talk about mouthy. I'm looking forward to USC fans getting kind of mouthy after this game because it's going to look pretty. Bad. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> like oh, we've housed Stanford and Stanford at like a t- like Stanford and ASU, and you're like, did you look at who else they played and how that went? <laughs> let's let's move on here. Uh, the final game, but this is just a loaded slate. Like I'm so excited. I mean, and I think that's going to be the case all year. There's only two bad teams basically in this conference, or maybe three, you know, three with Cal, um, and everybody else is going to be bangers all all week, every every week throughout the year. Um, Washington 41, Michigan State seven. Look, y'all, I didn't buy Peacock for this because I, I just assumed Washington was going to step on Michigan State. I bet on Washington State. They did step on Michigan State. Um, so full disclosure on my end, I didn't watch 
this game. I'm just looking at the score. Holy smokes, 473, four touchdowns. Michael <laughs> Pennis is a boss. I've seen this offense. It's beautiful. It's delicious. Um, I the, the one thing, and then I'll and then I'll back off here up. The thing, the two things stood out for me. The first was um, they started a new running back, right, with the the injury the injury that they had at the beginning of the year. Um, so it was actually uh, I think it's uh, Tebow Rogers or Tybo Rogers ended up with the majority of the carry. So I'm interested to look. I'm, I'm going to be watching that more. Um, and look, I mean, obviously there was so much stuff going on for Michigan State. This team could have either quit or battled. Um, they ended up quitting, but uh, I mean, still, like, I think it says a lot for Washington State to go out and just smoke a team, like, and just, I mean, <laughs> was it like thirty to nothing at halftime? Like, that's what you want. That's what you want to see. Yeah, I mean, look, Michigan State's not a good football team. Um, they clearly had a boatload of controversy, you know, on their own um, coming into this game. Um, I've, you know, long thought, like, I mean, the thing that I, like, I think a lot of Washington fans like felt really good about where the, how the defense played in that game. I would caution that a little bit with like, this is a, a, like Michigan state's offense is not good, but Washington state's defense, I do think is better. I do think they're better than they were last year. Um, and I thought that like, I mean, clearly, I think one of the things to be most excited about, I think if you're a Washington fan, was the wide receiver play. Like, holy smokes, those guys were making catches. They're oh so freaking God. good. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't think, I mean, like, there's a, there's a legitimate debate on, like, who's got the best wide receiver core in the Pac-12. Like, a full-on legitimate debate. Like, and I think, like, what we saw for Washington's wide receivers. I watched this. I watched this. I have the big 10 network. And so I watched the 60 minute replay of this game, which is about at like the right way to watch it actually with like the, the no breaks in between plays. Um, and it was, um, it was really like, it would, the, the catches were just fantastic. Right. And like Michigan state, I do think has like, I, I do like their DC Scotty Hazleton. Um, I don't think that like Tucker's like got it done you know, like with uh, recruiting and like getting guys in there. But I do think that like they've, they've got a decent, like they've got decent talent in there um, and they lit them up. I mean, they just, you can tell how comfortable everyone is in the system this year. Like it's, it's incredible. Like I'm, I'm really legitimately excited. Their offense is up to number two in beta rank. USC is number one in beta rank currently. Um, so this should be a really fun, like maybe not, I mean, I should say this. I don't think this is going to be a fun game. Maybe if you're a Cal fan, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that for, if you're a Washington like this should be like this, this offense and they're number one in effective pass right now. They're number two in explosive drives, number four in drive efficiency. Now Cal's at like 31 on defense. Like they haven't played a really good offense yet. Um, and they're about to get one of the best except for Idaho. Yeah. Right? I mean, except for right, Idaho. they're about to get one of the best in college football. It, like, I mean, I'm just sort of like bouncing ahead. Cause like, I mean, I, we could talk like, we probably should talk about Cal Idaho a little bit. Normally we don't talk about FCS games, but yeah, I, I was a little worried about this. Cause in the beginning, like I think everybody and their mom looked at the 17 zero box score and they're like, Ooh, what's going on here? Um, Cal finally, you know, was able to, like we won't cover this too much i like frank and the games i do watch like i watch very closely and i'm jotting down notes and stuff like that and that this was not the game i was doing that on um but sam jackson 50 percent completion rate 108 yards two touchdowns um 
uh, 41 on the ground. I mean, he is who he is. Like we, we talked about this at the beginning. We saw a little bit of Ben Fenley here. Um, but I'm worried, right? Like t- 17 points in the first half now to their credit. The second half was a totally different story. 17, zero the other way. And Cal ended up, you know, cruising in the second half. This isn't, this isn't exciting. Like if, if you're a Cal fan, no, no, they're in trouble potentially. Like that is, um, that is a big problem. Like, you know, look, the Idaho, <laughs> Idaho passed for 279 against them. Right. Like, um, you know, and it's not like, you know, and, and, and Idaho was minus three on turnovers in this game, right? Like this is an ugly, ugly game for Cal. Um, you know, and like, yeah, Cal ran the football really well, but like, this is against an FCS. This is against an FCS defense. And like Washington last season, like what did they struggle with? Like they struggled defending the pass. Like they were decent against the run. Um, this just feels like real trouble for Cal. Like this is a real bad spot for them. I just going in with a quarterback that like I don't I don't think is very good at throwing the football around against this Washington defense just feels like a really bad recipe. Like you want like this Washington defense is I, I think is still a little susceptible to getting passed on. Um yeah, this is not gonna be good. Like I like I what is what was the line on this one open it up again? 21 and a half. Ooh, that's a good line. Uh, Got that down. It opened at 22. Bader Inc. has it exactly at 21 and a half. <laughs> um, but I like Washington. Like, I I, I I, will happily take the Huskies. Like, I, I think they're going to be able to get points against this Washington, this Cal defense. And I think Cal's going to struggle. My worry, my worry is that, you're right, the secondary, like, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's not going to, he's going to, Jackson's going to throw for like in this game, right? 200 with two picks and two touchdowns. And he's going to get like 50 on the ground. I think, I think that's the best case scenario for him um, in terms of through the air and everything's going to be on the ground. Can, can you keep up with Michael Penix? No, they no. can't. That three, but three, four times. Like, you're telling me four, sco- four scores a lot four for a conference a opponent. Lot. Like, the other thing to keep in mind is Jaden Ott might be out for this game, so we don't know if he's playing. Yeah. So, so uh, like, slightly banged up then at the very best, Jaden Ott. Nope. Huskies. Huskies by a million. And they're at home. Yeah. Unless there's, like, a, some dumb lightning delay. I mean, look, and I will say, there is a history of truly, under. I mean, under Peterson and Lake, truly stupid games against Cal by Washington. Yep. But I don't think this is that game. Like, I think that like, I, I think they leave that behind them. I'm going to take the points. That's a lot of points. Okay. Um, I, the, I'm not going to do confidently. I'm not going to bet this game. I'm going to do it for two, two reasons. The first is conference opponent. Um, and, and Wilcox, I think, I mean, Wilcox isn't going to stop this passing game, but I do think that, I just I, I, t- I don't trust the defense still I don't and maybe I'm doing it for one reason like I do I I just think that Cal's gonna put up enough to be able to keep this within four four possessions probably How many rushing yards does Jackson have to have that's like because <laughs> like I I think like Ott can even have a decent game like I don't think Ott's gonna get like 200 yards right like yeah. I think 
I, I, you know, like, and I think they can hold him to like four a carry or something like that. You know, it is. If Cal's hanging around, Jackson's got to have a huge game on the ground. He's got to throw in another hundred or more. And they got it. It's got to be scheme, yeah. right? Like they got to pick on the secondary and just hit slant. Yeah. Like, and it's not going to be, he's not throwing bombs. It's going to be slants yeah. and dumb Jackson stuff. Open, like where Jackson just, open thing, opens things up and Washington has to switch over and they can't play man. They have to play runs. zone. And then like they're bringing guys around to try to contain the edge because he's busting things out the edge or they're having to spy a lot. And he's able to hit some stuff too. That is a lot. (laughs) That is a lot. I'm just like, so what if Khalil Tate had eligibility left? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Khalil Tate after the tape is out on him too. It's not Khalil Tate in the first three games. Yeah. I, uh, that's just a lot of points for a conference. opponent. I'll, like this is like I don't like this because I'm taking a team like I know Washington is awesome on, on offense and I know that they're a really good team and I'm betting against them and that that's probably going to come back to bite me but um let's I'll, I'll take the points 21 and a half um and that's it like that that's it for this and, and and I would say if you're a Washington fan and you if you if you're giving up 24 points to Cal I think that's a problem that's going to be a problem for you going into conference play because there's going to be a lot better offenses. And I just think your secondary sucks. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they don't, maybe yeah. they don't. I think they yeah. do. So we'll see. We'll see what we get. Uh, the bummer is like where they call them the, the WT, uh, where they call them uh, WTF open, right? Like that where the, you're scheming players that are just wide the F open. Yeah. Um, the problem is Jackson just can't hit him. So it's got to be these like tunnel screens and eh, I'm talking myself out of this. Don't do this. I'm taking the, I'm taking the points. There's nothing you can do. Nobody about runs, you know, <laughs> like if you want to see like the best executed tunnel screens in college football, Oregon state runs the best tunnel screens. Like they're amazing. Like the when, mm. when they, when they, and they hit like at least like a couple of season where you're like, wow, that was really well blocked and executed. Like everybody seemed to know what they were doing, even though it looks like they like tunnel screens often look like slightly organized chaos and like, OSU does them really well. Oh, okay. Well, something to keep yeah. a lookout for. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this coffee is cold. Like, I, make. Uh, I need 200 yards on the ground out of Jackson to offset that he's only at best, I think, hitting 120 on the, on the, in the air. I think you're right. I think you're right. So I'll keep an eye on that line. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We will catch you next week. Bunch of great games to cover next week and throughout the entire Pac-12 conference. If you have any questions, 12-pack radio, uh, beta rank FB, um, right? That, yeah, beta rank FB, yep. Yeah. Um, Saturday 6, who are you doing? I it's been a, I, I got a dog to make my son. Like, he's seven, and he, like I, we had this agreement because our dog passed away last year. And I was like, I like, oh. he's been like on me about like, when are we getting another dog? I'm like, I'm not ready. Give me a break. Like I had that dog for like a decade. Um, and I was like, and I, but I was, I, he really wanted a puppy and I was like, all right, fine. I will get you a puppy. Cause you're seven and you're only seven once and you get to have a puppy. Fine. And we got a puppy this weekend. So, <laughs> so, so that's the Saturday. Saturday six, six has been, it's, it's has been this dog, this puppy that like, um, if he can't see me, he thinks I have ceased to exist. <laughs> so, like he has, there's no object permanence in his brain. And so like, if I so much as like, leave, it, like rooms are very difficult for him to comprehend too. So 
<laughs> well, good Thanks. luck with that. It, it will pay off yeah. in the end, right? <laughs> All right. Well, Sharp College Football, if, uh, if you want to take a look at Rob's stuff, uh, which is really good, the sharpcollegefootball.com. Um, thanks, everybody, for t- everyone, for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week.